Conservatives love conservatives until they start keeping it real. And we, and we, keep it real. This is the award-winning Wayne Dupree Podcast. Our political leaders have been lying to us for years. And no matter what side of the political aisle they're on, we call them out. If it's politics, entertainment, culture, elections, and anything in between, we're talking about it. And we back it up with smarts coming to you straight between the ears. This is the award-winning Wayne Dupree Podcast with your host, Wayne Dupree, Angel Fleming, and Hutch the Godfather Bailey Jr. Tell us what happened today, sir. Well, I just got served the papers. Uh, they're closing my account at uh, Minnesota Bank of Trust. That's Heartline, Heartland Financial, Inc. Remember, we brought it up a couple, couple weeks ago, and all of you reached out to those, uh, to their the bank president and stuff at Minnesota Bank and Trust, and I hadn't heard from. Them. Well, the coward served these paper, this paper on Friday afternoon after the after the business close of business day. They didn't even bother to sign it. My name is Wayne Dupree. Let me introduce the Godfather of Radio, Mr. Hutchfield Jr. What's up, Hutchfield? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. And let me introduce the Angel of the Airways, Miss Angel Fleming. Hello, everyone. Happy Hump Day. We were talking about this yesterday, and um, something else happened too. But um, we were talking about this yesterday about Michael Lindell and the bank situation. We even played some audio for you. As a matter of fact. Uh, yeah, I just saw that. What? Let me see. Should I play the audio? Or because the audio basically said we aren't going to do that. Right. Well, and they didn't. They didn't. What's funny is they sent him a letter, which was a scare tactic, and he said, "Then the cowards didn't even bother to sign it." But because they didn't sign it, it's not legally binding. So they're using it as a scare tactic because, as we heard in the call yesterday, they said they can't, they won't. So they're sending him a template that isn't legally binding. It wouldn't stand up in court because it wasn't signed. They are again, dancing this fine line of, you know, boots. You would think there would be other banks that would be salivating to get his business, man. He's got a lot of business. Money, it's money. I thought everybody's money is green, right? right. But no, That's what you not. think. I mean, I, I'm, I'm surprised that one hasn't jumped up yet. I mean, unless they're all under the same kind of uh, cartel you know, that they're all controlled. I don't know that much about banking, but. And uh, he made a post yesterday, a video on Rumble of his MyPillow truck going to meet the truckers up in Canada. So mm -hmm. he is opening himself up to that CBC scrutiny, right? Because they had all of their banks shut down in Canada. So I'm wondering if these banks have international interests that are just going to try and scare him into not doing business with them anymore. Well, you, you mentioned that he... Send his trucks up there. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the trucks were stopped at the border. Uh, the trucks stopped at the border. I, I don't know if the RSBN crew, <laughs> RSBN crew, um, was on the trucks, but one of the reasons why the trucks weren't let over the border, one of the reasons that they were given is because the crew wasn't vaccinated. <laughs> Oh, but man. you did say that um, the truck was up there. and here, Liz, uh, you've got a live shot of what it looks like here at Port Huron here in uh, Michigan. This is one of the entry points to Canada. And you got this big 53-foot MyPillow truck all loaded up with about 10,000 pillows uh, just awaiting uh, the permits to cross over this bridge. Let me pan the camera over to our left, your right. You'll see the entry point right there. Uh the blue truck there, you can see it. Uh, generally, it takes only just a few seconds, really, as the trucks pull up, they give the paperwork, the paperwork's given back to them, and they're on their way. Now, we've been out here for a couple of hours, uh, just kind of watching the traffic across this bridge, and uh, follow. Yeah, they weren't letting, I mean, um, now, Mike Lindell did say that, um, that the truck would probably get over the border um, this morning. Uh, we're still we're still checking that out. To, you know, hopefully they get over the border. But ten thousand pillars, y'all. Ten thousand pillars. You stop them at the border. 
any way you can get him to stop him, you know. I, I again, yeah, yesterday, every time, every time I think of him, I think of him as, uh, I think of him like that uncle, uh, that uh, is going around like. Yeah, I I know I know this about this family, and I know that about the family, and you know I, I mean I'm, you know I'm I'm here. I didn't have such a great life growing up, but you know I'm taking care of the family now. You know, I think I'm in like the, in that type of uncle frame, but then you know you have the people that are always against that uncle, you know, for his past deeds and stuff. But he never was right in the first place. I don't even know why you hanging around him and stuff and everything. It's like. The man is trying to do something that's good. It's almost like Donald Trump. Donald Trump, his his message was, "Let's make America great again. Let's just make it great again." And then to everybody else, jump on board. What do you have to lose? Give it a chance. Let's work it out together. And to all the naysayers out there who want to damn or vilify Mike Lindell's efforts and hopes that are cut from his cloth. Let I gotta get you a mic. Sin cast the first stone. Let him yeah. without sin cast the first stone. Like if none of us are good enough to offer help, then nobody's ever gonna help, right? And then the bureaucratic response to trying to stop in these guys is death by a thousand paper cuts. Uh, to everybody in the chat, I said hi to my mom, but I didn't realize I used Wayne's account to do it. So Wayne's actually saying hi to my mom, not his mom. But I'm sure he's saying hi to his mom too. Hey mom, what's up? And <laughs> Since we are talking about death by a thousand cuts, let me tell you something. <laughs> He's been waiting for a, a segue for this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this this is a let's go Brandon uh, knife that uh, knife that I got from Uppercut Tactical. Okay, um, right now you can go over to Uppercut Tactical. I know I love it's cheesy, but uh, I mean you know I got to do it. I got to do it. Uppercut Tactical. Is uh, they have so many things over there. They have preparedness. Uh, they have back um, uh, um, food, like, like food preparedness and backpacks and clothes apparel and stuff like that. But then this knife. You see this knife? This is a let's go, Brandon knife. This thing is heavy, but you take this thing outside. You can clean your fish with it. You, I mean, you can go camping with this thing. This this thing is sweet. Look at that. I mean, it's thick. It's it's solid and. If you use the code name, I like that. Bump, bump, hey, 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 you know. <laughs> but <laughs> if you um, go over there, uppercuttactical.com. Let me get this up here right now. And use the code name Dupree. You get 10% off on your order purchase. So this knife, this knife is there. They just got it. It's new. Let's see. Do it again. There it is. Let's go, Brandon. You're going to love this. You're gonna love it. You can't read that unless he opens the knife. That's we're, we're three minutes <laughs> in and he didn't get cut yet. He said, clicking it all day. He's like, what? You can it's open crazy. It. Like, like, let me tell you something. Donald Trump won. That's all I gotta tell you. All right. This is the one screen what? that the mainstream media is gonna grab on Wayne's podcast. I know. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's the only thing. We can take it way out knife, of context. Knife wielding madman. That's white right. supremacist, white yeah. supremacist Wayne Dupree, the red In wood, what? So, I gotta knock it. Anymore. I'll be right back. Uh oh, Wayne's getting spotted. <laughs> Boy, that was fast. Huh? <laughs> Two seconds playing with a knife. See, you're gonna poke your eye out. You know, it's it's embarrassing when you see. Justin Trudeau doing what he's doing, and the president of the United States doesn't even say anything. The I mean, president it, of the United States encouraged him to do it. I know, I know. It's 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 terrible, man. And Americans ought to be afraid about that. I mean, and, they ought and to Trudeau is facing international backlash for this right now. And Hutch, I don't know if you caught this, but Tucker Carlson the other day brought up what we were talking about on the podcast of is Fidel Castro Justin Trudeau's dad. Yeah. They, they, I like watching they're arguing that now. I like watching Fox News because you can hear what we said 48 hours before. It happens <laughs> like every Echo night. Chamber. We'll say it and then they'll say it. <laughs> it happens you know? every day. You know, it's great. <laughs> on more than one subject. Shook. I was shook when they posted pictures of Trudeau because they're calling him Castro now. 
um, Trudeau's father, you know, and then they they cut to Justin Trudeau's mom just fawning over Fidel and like pictures of Fidel holding baby Trudeau. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I've heard that. I haven't looked at the pictures yet. I, I yeah. Should. Like Donald Trump says, the difference between conspiracy theories and news is six months. That's it. Yeah. He was on with Glenn Beck and that was a really good, I was watching it right before the show. Uh, but he's getting more Frank and more Frank as we go here, man. He, yeah. You can tell that Donald Trump, mm -hmm. the, the way he's speaking is really powerful, man. I mean, mm -hmm. to me anyway, I'm listening to this guy and he's talking about treason and yeah. just 30 years ago, what we used to do with treasonous people. And, and maybe we need to have a house cleaning and this, and the, you know, Beck was egging him on too, though. I mean, he was saying, you know, don't you think we ought to, clean these agencies out and clean, you know, this, that, and the other thing out. And they're really laying it thick on the FBI and, and CIA. Either, either we're going to win this or bodies are going to start dropping or both. And I'll, I'll say this point, just on the note of uh, redemption and a comeback story, for those of you who have walked away from Glenn Beck years ago for his anti-Trump rhetoric, you missed, you missed how he did a huge mea culpa. He did, um, saw that. And he, he now, so Glenn Beck was reporting on Ukraine and Biden and everything that's blowing up in the Durham report now. He was reporting on that years ago. Um, he has his own team of investigators. So I just give everybody, give him a second chance, give him a listen because he's on to something and he is about constitutional powers. And well, you know what? I mean, I, I give him, I give him a lot of credit for the Syria thing because you remember, you remember how he was talking about how the rebels were the ones that were cutting out people's hearts and stuff and eating or, or eating pieces of them and stuff like yeah. that. And that's who, that's who Obama hitched his um, wagon to was the rebels. And Glenn was like, but and, look at what and, the rebels uh, are McCain. doing to the Christians. Right. M McCain and Kinzinger did too. Yeah. I mean, he, he had video of the people that Barack Obama was backing those Syrian rebels. That's right. Attacking those Christians. I was like, Oh, okay. And, well, and that, that, that whole reporting, you know, that that was one of the times where they I'm watching it and they're going, oh, I'm that stupid that I'm just going to believe that that Hafaz Assad, the president of Syria, right. that is kicking these rebels ass in yeah. every single province except for one, that yeah. he's going to unleash gas on these people. On right. his own people. Right, that did right, not right. happen. And you know who you know who called him out? Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, she did. She did. And, and that's actually that was the beginning of the end between her and yeah. her Democrat Party. That's correct. Because Fox News was, was interviewing her a, a few times after that. And now she's almost becoming regular. Sooner or later, she's going to become a contributor on there before she probably before yeah. she uh, is a vice presidential candidate for something. But um, the, the the what she did, she went over there. She saw it. Right. And took cameras over there with her. And the Democrats were mad because she went over there to show the other side of what Obama was trying to do over there in Syria. The white helmets and everything else. She did a good and, job. And it just didn't make sense to us because we also reported on what we saw Glenn Beck reporting on. It didn't make sense. You're like, wait a minute. You're telling me that he's gassing Christians, but the rebels aren't Christians. The rebels are the ones that are attacking the Christians. The Christians seem like, from what we've been seeing, is being protected by Assad. But Obama and, it, and they were they were always protected in Syria. There's always been a large Christian uh, population. Yeah, and the the uh, the Druze militia and the I remember the, the the Free Syrian Army, the FSA, was a small rebel group that John McCain used in order to unleash tow missiles on the battlefield to get them towed missiles. He used the free Syrian army. The free Syrian army lasted about 10 minutes after they got those weapons. And then the uh, Al Nusra front came in and, and took everything from them, you know, and like disbanded the free Syrian army. There never was one after that. Mm -hmm. It was the, it was the Al Nusra front and ISIS uh, that was fighting against the government of Syria. And I'm like, you people, I swear you couldn't report anything. You can't report anything correctly. You know, you always got to have a side and tell lies. You know, just why don't somebody just report this for what it is? That guy did not gas his own people with, with yeah, cheap chlorine no. gas. It wasn't yeah. even weapons grade. Right, right. You know, and I mean, I, I mean, I gotta, I gotta agree with Angel about. You know, he he has he has 
he changed midway through Trump's presidency because he saw, I mean, I'm sure he saw the audience wasn't going toward his way. I mean, he still had his audience, but the way that he was attacking Trump during the, uh, and then, and look, Cruz was his guy. Yeah. Okay. I mean, let's be for real. If Trump had lost the Republican nomination and Ted Cruz got it, we would have been salty too. Tell the truth. We would have been salty too. I mean, Cruz Cruz wouldn't have won. If Ted Cruz was the nominee, Hillary Clinton would be president. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Right. One of the main reasons I supported Trump. (laughs) But if you look at what's that? What's her uh, Navarro? Anna Navarro. She totally went nutso in the head, went liberal because Jeb Bush lost. (laughs) She switched parties. One, one, it's not a far leap to be supporting Jeb Bush and then become a liberal, though. Well, you know, you go on. You're like Democrat curious when you're dating the Bush family. (laughs) (laughs) I got another one for you then. Uh, um, Oh, man. Joe Scarborough. Well, <laughs> tragedy brought that one on. Yeah. Hey, hey, when when no. we interviewed Donald Trump before he announced he was running for president, Rand Paul was my guy. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? And so everybody had their guy. Everybody had their Marco Rubios and their Ted Cruz's. And, I didn't. You know, and, and I remember, Wayne, before Trump came on, we were like, is he going to announce? This will be crazy if Trump. Yeah, we asked, asked him to. Remember, we asked him to. Like, Mustard, I'm like, he's just entering to, to show how much of a sham it is. And he did do it. Um, yeah. And it is a sham. And here's the thing. If you put all your eggs in one basket for any personality, whether it's a nominee, media personalities, you are doomed. You are yeah. doomed. There is only That's one why. person you can put all your hope in. And that is our Lord and Savior. Everything else is false hope. Promise you. They will That's always what. do. That's why I see. I mean, for four years. I watched many of us down Barack Obama because he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. We didn't like his politics, but he wasn't ready. He was a junior senator out of Chicago. The uh, He had never been in charge of anything. He had never ran anything. He had never done anything that was, uh, that was qualification-wise except for stand on the floor and argue. And a community okay. organizer. And a community organizer. Now, I made up in my mind from that point on, I was like, from now on, I will never, ever vote, even though I didn't vote for Barack Obama. But I told myself I would never, ever vote for a House representative or a senator to be president. I was always going to go for a governor or somebody outside of that. So in 2016, I was for um, the governor from Wisconsin. What's his name? Huckabee. You remember him? Huh? Yeah, I remember Walker. Oh, Walker. 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 I'm like, Huckabee. it was Walker, Texas governor, um, Perry, Perry, yeah. and Trump. Walker, Walker out, Perry out. Both of them got out around the same time. The only person, because we interviewed him and they got out quick. The only person, the only person that uh, I was following after that. Was it Trump was like Survivor, the apprentice? It really became the apprentice. I mean, and I like and Carson. Carson, yeah. You know what? I never, I never, re- I just Carson <laughs> shocked me. Carson's I like him. Nice. I, I just thought he was soft. That's all. Yeah, but he's, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Out of all those people, including Trump, he's the yeah. only one that understood the jihad that was happening. Right. I mean, I'm driving down the yeah. street. I'll never forget it. I was driving down the road in my truck, and I heard freaking Carson on an interview start talking about Takia. Yeah. And I almost drove into a ditch, man. I was like, I can't believe I just heard a presidential candidate say the word takia. Oh, what that is, ladies and gentlemen, that's the concept that you can lie. It's okay to lie mm. in the religion of Islam if you are promoting the religion of Islam. It's and called takia. Yeah. Ben Carson is so smart, America doesn't deserve him. I mean, yeah, he yeah, is yeah, he's, he's smart. level, brilliant, yeah. genius, literally a brain yeah. surgeon. Yeah. Literally everything in his life is brain surgery, and it's simple for him. So... You know how to have him in any capacity. You know, you know how I always say that um, when Trump gets on, he talks and he says whatever he says, and I get tired of people trying to interpret what he says because because they 
you 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 can't you're you're not on that mindset of understanding what he of where he's going because he's a billionaire. He thinks differently than regular everyday people. It, yes, he hears us and he speaks our voice, but the way that he deals with things or the way that he comes up with ideas is a whole lot different than what we when do. He, when he buys a refrigerator, he buys 50,000 of them. And, and for us, he, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> he, us, he fills up a hotel with refrigerators. Yeah, yeah. And for us, well, actually, he buys refrigerators and then he builds a hotel around them. But, yeah. <laughs> but for us, it's like, why in the world would he buy 50,000 refrigerators? Well, now he's rolling in the money and you still sitting on your couch. Why in the world is he building 50,000 refrigerators? Well, the, the, the only reason why I'm saying this is because Ben Carson is that way because he is smart. Yes. When he was answering questions and stuff, if you were look at the interviewers and stuff, the interviewers were almost look perplexed by his answer because they he are was coming with the, the collegiate type of right. I mean, you know, he's like, well, you know, you have tequila. What? What? Um, what's tequila? Go ahead, sir. What was that? I mean, they lost their minds when when Trump said coyote. They yeah. lost their minds when Trump said coyote. <laughs> Is he talking about a real coyote? You really need crayon and like four letter words with mainstream media. I mean. They they tried to trip up Mitt Romney when he said tar baby. They said that was a racist statement. Like, no, you guys are just so uneducated and you are the ones responsible for filtering this information to the rest of America. Like mm-hmm. that's honestly. like when that oil was coming in the Gulf, right? It's like there's natural oil there. That's why they call them tar heels. Mm-hmm. Because it mm-hmm. comes out of the ground under the water mm-hmm. every day. Right. Yeah. One of the one of the great things. That, pre- that President Trump did that I never saw um, any other presidential candidate do is grab the voice, grab the voice of the people that were going to vote for him. You Usually candidates get out there and they speak and they speak over you or they tell you what they think. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be like, okay, well, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. But it's not really what you think because you think a certain way and you want this type of change. President Trump watched Twitter. He watched Facebook. He watched, he listened to y'all at the rallies. He saw what y'all were saying. He got up there and he said, you know what? You're right. We do need to change that. And you know what, Wayne, I just want to jump on that for a second, because I'll do you one better. Not only did he capture the voices of people who voted for him, he worked for people who didn't vote for him. When you talk about prison reform and funding HBCUs, when he pushed for the protection of gay rights internationally, I promise you, the majority of blacks and gays and lesbians were not voting for Donald Trump, but he cared about it anyway, because it was the right thing to do. And that's what I loved about Donald Trump. I mean, don't get me wrong. He has said and done plenty of things that made me go, but, but, yeah, me too, yeah. Um, but he was a president who was a man of his word. He cared about rights and freedoms for all, regardless of if it was politically expedient for him. It yeah. was what does right look like? Because that's what we're doing today. So I mean, the way I, I got him. The thing that got, I, he didn't really bother me with what he said, because the way I looked at him from being in the army, as long as I was, I met a lot of idiots from New York City. God bless you if you're out there watching the show, but you know who you are. Mm. And that's what I looked at Donald Trump as. When he'd say something stupid, I'd just chuck that up to New York. Yeah, sure, you can. But, I mean, when you're an American who is pro-Second Amendment and you hear him dancing with the notion of red flag laws and things like that, I mean, that's that's the thing is, sure, he could be from New York, and in New York they have very I wasn't talking about policy stuff. I was talking about, like, that stuff that I was talking about anything. It, for me, yeah, for me anything, the, only yeah. thing, the only thing I cared about that he spoke about were, were policy issues, were amendment issues, you know, rights. Because everything else, yes, that's New York. Forget about it. Like, that's yeah. just how he's going to talk. And that's for how me, he got business done his whole life. Yeah, for me, for me, I mean, I would never go around and say that I loved him because, number one, I love Jesus. I don't love politics. I don't even know the guy. And, and But I liked him, and I voted for him twice, and I would vote for him. Again, but the problem, you know, he he wasn't perfect to me 
because I want him to go after Mitch McConnell. I want him to go after uh, Paul Ryan. I want him to go after the people that were smiling in his face and talking behind his back because we we knew who was doing that. We yep. knew that. Yep. And, and I, look, and I understand political expediency, which is something that he probably didn't understand before he went in that he was quick to learn, probably didn't like it either. But, you know, the way that you deal in Washington, which sucks, and we we all say that Washington needs to change, and maybe if he had got another four years, he would have been able to change it. But, I mean, the way, the way that he would have attacked certain things, I wish that he would have attacked some of the members on the Republican side so that they wouldn't get away with what they did. Because you know how, you know the old saying, uh, you know the old saying where you take out, well, and I ain't trying to be violent or anything, but that's just a saying. If you take out the family, you got to take out the son because if the son grows up, he's going to come back and take it and take you out. Well, Ryan and McConnell and McCarthy, they outlasted the early part of Trump's administration to help take him out in 2020. And I, I mean, and I don't care whether they get in front of the, the mic right now and, and say that they were for him and stuff. They weren't for him in 2020. I don't care what they say. It's like and Rubio. Rubio. Yeah. They can run and, 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 and buy you all the ice cream and bonbons and make you feel good. And all, all they want to, but they weren't for Trump in 2020, or they would have been out in front of the White House every day, or they would have been having the press conferences to counteract what the Democrats were doing. I, I, I don't even they want to hear even, that. They weren't even professional or diplomatic. No. I mean, at no. the end of the day, and that's, this is what I loved about Donald Trump running, is he exposed the petty infighting that happens on both sides. On both sides, the petty infighting, the sense of entitlement, the audacity of these people. Um, the Uniparty. You know, Yes, yes, the establishment in general. I mean, one thing that put a sour taste in my mouth is seeing how quickly Ted Cruz turned into this pathetic, childlike teenager, Marco Rubio with the name calling and the sweating and the stammering. You know, it, it's just, it, to me, it was just, you know, you guys could have united. You could have united for the sake of the American oh, people. I said that so many times. Yeah. I said that so many colors. times. Yeah. Yeah. If they would have just colors, they can't be trusted. Give yeah. the guy a chance, man. And they, they wouldn't. Marco Rubio, I got kicked off of Twitter because of him. Mm -hmm. Well, because of me, not because of him. But he, <laughs> he came out. He's out there right now talking about how bad this Durham report is and Hillary Clinton. He's the one that made the proclamation from the Senate, from the, from the Senate, uh, Committee on Intelligence, whatever the name of it, Select Senate Committee on Intelligence, whatever. That's the most powerful committee in the government. And he was the, the guy on it. He was, I think he was standing in. I don't think he was the permanent uh, mm. chairman, but he was making the statement that Russia colluded in our elections. That was the statement. And, and, and the other senator, uh, Grassley, said, I want to know what evidence you have to make that statement like that. And Marco wouldn't give him any. And I was like, you know, you're a traitor, man. You're yeah. a freaking traitor, man. Yeah, I swear yeah. to God. And people still like that guy. I, he, he's a he's a plant to me. I, I don't care. Man. That's Fidel right there. <laughs> well, I, I again, I the way that he was, I mean, I really felt bad for him too. I did. I, I mean, I sat here, little, sat little here, and I watched him attack him. I watched. I would no, well, no, no. I I feel bad for Trump. I don't care about Marco Rubio. Um, I felt I, I felt so bad. I felt bad for for um because you know what you brought up the Cruz thing. He was all religiousy and and preachy and stuff and everything, but and cringy. And, don't forget cringy. But he took the media. I, the media, the liberal media, made such a big deal about Trump and his wife, or Trump and Cruz's wife. Council of Foreign Relations. That she that he became that whiny, you know, that oh, I can't believe he said that. You know, you know, it's like, dude, he did he really didn't just uh uh talk bad about your wife. He I mean Donald Trump didn't come out and talk bad about Ted Cruz's wife. 
But Ted Cruz believed in the liberal media because the liberal media was pushing. And the liberal media has been pushing that for so long. That's why they're mad at us for voting for Donald Trump. Many of us say, well, they, uh, they treated him bad. Yes, yes, they treated him bad because they couldn't get all of us at one time. How do you get all of us at one time? You go after the person that we revere. You go after the person that we support. You beat that person down and you hope that all of us fall in line. Because and when that doesn't work, issue a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, lock us down. Lock yeah. us I'll down. tell you something. That's I'll tell you something happened. to watch. Keep your eyes on Canada. Mm -hmm. Keep your eyes on Canada. That's not over. No, it's war now. It well, you know war. what? I right now it's a pillow fight. Thank you, Mike Lindell. But it's about to be something. It is about, about to be ready something. To be something else. And they, it's they international. Government. It's international. Four That's countries right. now have this. I just yeah, right. why New we're Zealand, Australia. I just saw a meme. I just saw a meme. I don't know. I don't know if it's for real, but I just saw a meme that there was a convoy to DC starting next month. Thousand, so, thousand drivers or something. Yeah, so. I saw I saw that hype Not post coming around Instagram. I saw that hype post. Like, everybody follow yeah. this convoy. They're doing it in March. Well, these same pages were saying, we're going to do the Super Bowl. We're going to, and I'm like, they're, be careful. Everyone just okay. be careful. All you got is a thousand I, drivers. Just stay home. Don't even they're, do it. They're <laughs> going to post a fundraiser first. I promise you. And, and it'll be taken down by Biden. If they post, yeah. no, no, no. If they post a fundraiser first, right, and they get your money, they don't have to convoy anything. They're taking your money. Just be careful. It's a scam. I, yeah. I, I'm just yeah. wary that it's a scam if yeah. we're going to start following these pages before we see any action in the United States. I got States. you. I got you. Be yeah. careful. Yeah. Um, real quick. Um, I got this. I, I wanted to play this for y'all to see, to see what y'all... With a makeshift memorial growing larger in New York City's Chinatown tonight, outrage over Christina Unilee's death is mounting. It could have been any one of us. This chilling surveillance video appears to show the 35-year-old secretly stalked by a man early Sunday morning. Police say he then stabbed her at least 40 times inside her own apartment. I didn't kill nobody. Osama Nash is now charged with Unilee's murder. This was his eighth arrest since May of last year. He was out on supervised release. The case is now bringing scrutiny to the city's bail system. This is a horrific murder of someone who was in the prime of her life. Should the suspect have been on the street? No. Two years ago, Democratic lawmakers here passed bail reform, which requires judges release defendants before trial for all but the most serious crimes. Supporters say it promotes alternatives to incarceration for people who can't afford bail. But police say it's leading to a surge in crime. Eight times. Arrested eight times. And let right back out onto the street. He's not even 30. Yeah. That's the guy that ought to be locked up for the rest of his life. I mean, he's going to be out there doing the same thing. He doesn't know anything else. Well, I can't believe people still live in these cities, man. Yeah. 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 And that's but, just it. Gotham in these cities now. It's the inmates ruling the asylum. Easy way, man. Easy way. I don't, I don't have time for that, man. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. Now he's just switching to read it. You know, really, really, it is going to cause destruction in these cities, man. I mean, yeah. like real physical People are moving out of all of them. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> spent, have you ever talked to anybody and seen what the rent is in New York City? Oh, don't eat. Uh, Can you, you imagine closet for moving back there after you got working from home in Connecticut somewhere? Yeah. Or, in, they're, or they're wherever. All moved to New Hampshire. They're all yeah. moving to New Hampshire. <laughs> but they're not going to come back is my point. Right. They're not going to pay $5,000 a month when they're paying six fifty now. Right. I know. Look, listen, um, I'm not... Because I don't know the facts of the case. I, I, I don't know the facts of the case. If he did it, he did it. Put him in jail and whatnot. But I've always thought that if somebody stabs you that many times, they know you. And it's personal. He was angry. A stranger. Well, he said he was yelling. He didn't do it. Well, so, I mean, right. I mean, but, you know, when when I was looking at the video, the person that rode up on her look, or the person that was walking behind her looked like the per person that had no hair, but uh, but uh, did look like that they had a ball spot in the back of the head. It, from what I know about crimes, from what I've seen and heard the investigators say, somebody stabbed you 40 sometimes, they know you, and it's something personal when they do it that many times. A stranger 
they do whatever they have to do. And it, it, could, it could be, it could be hate as well. Yeah. Hate, hate is a crime of passion. And as much as they want to make it seem you like. should still know you though, because for a part. Not, not if you have such deep, deep seated animosity, like for example, the knockout game, right? Where you had these one youth, youths in cities knocking people out cold, kicking them after the fact, like they will go hard on some of these people. Yeah. And, the, and the thing is, is we in the cities now have groups of young people who are just acting out their hate in as violent a way possible as they can. Getting and taught the hate in school. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Let and that, that's the thing. I, I'm just, I'm just concerned that maybe they don't know this person, but they do have some generalized hate towards women Asian, have you ever, it could be. Have you ever seen any, do you ever remember people ever getting knocked out as much in the past, Hutch, with one no. punch like we're, like we're seeing now? I mean, these one punch knockouts look like. There's been a, like I said, there's been well, an effort. It started a, in the early effort. 2000s as a game. It started in the early 2000s as a game. It was black youths targeting Jews. That's how it started. It's called and polar then, bear hunting. Yeah, and then and then they turned it into it just evolved into game. more and more violent, violent, violent. No, I mean, but I mean, in the eighty when it's in the seventies and eighties when people used to fight. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's different. When, now it's no, 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 no. I mean, but when people used to fight, they used to fight, and it lasts for you can take a punch. You can take a punch, but Today, that's sucker punch. That's a sucker punch, and a lot of those yeah, guys. To the are back old. of the skull, to the back of the skull, a hard blow to the back. Or of the under skull the chin too. Not, I mean, yeah, under the chin. Not I'll, I'll knock you out under the chin. Yeah, and when you're not expecting it, and we don't know what's in their hands because these kids are out to play this game, whatever it is. They're out to play this game, and they know if they get you unsuspected and they hit you in certain spots, you're gonna fall like a bag of potatoes. Like that's what's gonna happen, and that's and, what's happening. And ladies and gentlemen, it's not just happening in the cities too. These small towns in America, you can go to the ID channel. Am I right? <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Say it. Say it. <laughs> you can go to the ID channel and look. And Hutch, the reason why Hutch is laughing is because I'll say it like this. Just say it. It's funny. You see, you see black on black crime on social media. They you push black on black crime like crazy. Look at look at him. Look at look at it. You don't yes. see too much of white on white crime. White on white crime has its own TV channel. Okay. <laughs> white on white crime has its own TV channel and it plays 24-7. And they will kill your ass with a sledgehammer. And not get caught for about three or four years. <laughs> yeah. Or, or they will go and kill up a whole family and hot and 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 you don't and 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 hide out for 20 years. Or or they will they will make a joke about it. I almost got away with it and <laughs> you if know i wouldn't if i wouldn't have ate that dude yeah i mean yeah. for some reason caucasians we really have a monopoly on the serial killer game crazy i don't know what, I said, I don't know what that is i have crazy. no idea what that is. that's why i said like like black lives matter that's child's play don't piss these white guys <laughs> off because they'll be ieds and shit you know i mean i told hutch i was like i mean because there for like a while. USA, sorry, in the in the chat, they missed the channel. The ID channel is the, the ID channel. channel. Yeah, oh, the ID channel. I mean, <laughs> I sat there. I sat there trying to. I tried my best to po to find at least back to back black people killing black. I, they never did it. It was just straight up family white uh, people just killing each other. Commercial, trailer, commercial. Trailer park. I li I listen to a lot of serial killer podcasts. Um, because that's what my people do, I guess. But uh, there have been a there have been a few minority serial Little killers, fate. but by far it is predominantly white. But there are a few minority serial killers. Unfortunately, the minority serial killers that are out there tend to be people in service uniform. Those are the ones you read about, though. There's plenty <laughs> black serial killers. Just go to any city. Yeah, but, oh yeah, I mean like this most recent guy, right? But they yeah. they use serial killer art as a different standard. But they don't report it the same way. Right. They don't, they right. don't report it the same way. No, when a no. when a drug kingpin has thirty bodies on him, nobody knows his name. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they all do. They all have that many bodies on them. Yeah. I mean, it's a, yeah. it's an everyday it's thing. They, they hide in the cover of night. It's anonymity. Yeah. 
Right. See, but I say nobody says anything or sees anything. You and know. It's not newsworthy to the leftist media. But right, right. Thank you. It's not newsworthy to the leftist media. So what happens to middle heartland America? Middle and heartland America is hurting right now. Again, if you look at the ID channel, you will see middle and the middle and heartland America. Those little cities are drying up. Yeah. They're drying up because the drugs have gotten from the cities to middle America. You've seen West Virginia. I know you've been down there a lot exactly. of times. West Virginia is They're drying it up. Exactly. They're, they're drying up those little cities. And if it isn't the drugs, it's the crime. Many the of the crime, people are like, the we never the drugs are like this, man. They're yeah, saying. yeah. They'd be like, if there's one thing that you hear from a lot of people in those cities, we never thought that anything could happen like that in this little old city. We see that on big cities all the time. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest crimes Joe Biden and his crew have committed is letting all that gosh darn fentanyl in here. Yeah. I mean, I know two kids yeah. who died from it. You know, yeah. my, my, my kids' friends. Yeah. People that almost grew that up in this ain't house. No joke. That fentanyl ain't no joke. No, man. it's not, man. And it doesn't take a year or two to do it. It's the first time you can die. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying everybody does, but you can. I saw I saw a documentary on drugs, on that fentanyl stuff, and let me tell you something, y'all. Come on now, if if you have to wear hazmat suits to make that stuff, what do you think is going to do inside? You know, everybody talks about coke. You know, the the drinking coke. If you drink too much of it, you know, it'll do. You know, you pour coke on an acid uh, battery, and it'll take the acid off or whatnot. You know, outside in your car, you know, you you. But It'll you know, yeah. right, right. But you drink it too, so imagine what that does. You know. fentanyl, yeah, man. <laughs> fentanyl, you. I mean, they out there. No, man, you can't let that get on your skin. Oh, um, if it's uncut, don't let it, don't let it breathe on you, whatnot. Because I mean, it goes through your pores, you know. And these people are just letting it go to the city, man. I was getting ready to say it's in every ambulance. It's FDA approved and it's prescribed by doctors yeah, to is. perpetuate the op opioid pandemic. What? Create oh, yeah. that no, no gets administered by medics, by medics out in the street. It's a, patch. It. it's a patch that you put on and they usually break it open and suck the stuff out of it. Fentanyl is a controlled substance, FDA approved. It is used for pain management. It is. Um, and it is, people like to mix it with their heroin, which is fatal almost every time. So it is. It is cutting. And there's it's dealers that the mix two it. opioid pandemics are colliding right now. What are we doing, man? What are we doing? Well, I mean, yeah. it works for what it's made for. But you know, heroin's the same way. I mean, it, they're they're it, it's the you it's misusing it. Heroin. The heroin. <laughs> it's <just laughs> opioid, man. I mean, it's the same thing. Well, all that's all the thing. Is, are. I mean, yes. The the root the root of oxycontin is heroin. Heroin. Oxycontin created the opioid crisis if anybody has hulu check out dope sick it dope tells you the background well, hey hey dope sick, that'll give you the whole story behind oxycontin <laughs> and the fda and big pharma and it is you gotta watch it you gotta watch it it'll I blow just your watched, mind. All, I, all i watched was my brother oh it'll no blow your, it'll blow your mind yeah, how corrupt the fda is and yes, then cut yeah. to today yeah. cut to yeah. today like just take this experimental shot for your six-month-old baby nothing yeah. will happen and if she dies oh well I mean, sorry. My, sorry to go. I I usually I you and there there've been a couple shows that my mouth has dropped at periods during the show. Dope sick my 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 jaw was on the floor basically the whole time because I was like because mm -hmm. once you realize it was based off of a true story and you watch was that Pfizer? Was that Pfizer? No. They they gave it a different name I thought. So yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was one, a family. It was, yeah. it was a family like type deal, though. I mean, you know, they ran that thing, and they knew that this problem was going, and they kept on, they kept on increasing the stuff. And they created their own nonprofits against pain. I mean, big pharma created all these shell companies that you would think you're attending. That's you know, crazy. as a doctor, you think you're attending pain clinic information, but it's sponsored right. by the pharmaceutical company. Yep. So they're just feeding yep. doctors hey, I'll all tell you what, information. If you look at the board of trustees of all the big pharma companies, it looks like the United States Senate retired. Yep. <laughs> it literally, it literally is mm -hmm. senators that are, are up there.
Yeah. And they might as well be drug dealers. And, and freaking John Boehner's one of them. Trent Lott's one of them. Yeah. They're all up there. Both parties. The name of the Oxycontin family is the Sackler family. And they yeah. have been prosecuted. They have been prosecuted, but their practices have not changed. Yeah. So you see it every time. Um, dope sick. Dope sick is the name of that. Right now, the national average is about $3.50. The head of petroleum analysis for Gas Buddy says this is something people should start to budget for. But some Oregonians say that's a tough ask. Prices are ridiculously, man. They need to lower them. It's causing a lot of people problems. Before all this hit, I was able to go up and go fishing um, two or three times a week, easily, on 20 bucks. $20 today ain't taking you nowhere. Except for maybe a uh, mile down the road to the store. Oh, Rocky. <laughs> Rocky. <laughs> they should just lower the prices. Did anybody ever think of that? This is, this is a liberal. This is a liberal's like perfect mindset. Like they should just lower these prices. Like, honey, <laughs> you're not understanding what's happening here. They don't just lower prices. They could <laughs> help. They could help, and I'll, I'll just give you a quick case in point because I'm like that guy. I go to my cabin all the time, and I have a very thirsty truck. And gas, the difference in prices of gas is taxes. Gas is all the same. Oil's the same. But the taxes that get levied on it is what makes Pennsylvania 359 and Ohio 299 Mm-hmm. They could help a little bit, man. They could take fifty cents off of that. Yes, just yes they could definitely temporary. do a tax holiday or something. Every, at every level, they get their yeah. bite. County, state, yes, state county, municipality. Everybody gets a bite of that, and they could. They I mean, could. I'm looking you at this. I'm looking at the Ohio gas pump, and on theirs, they they show you what percentage the state gets, and it's like, geez, if you're getting thirty five cents here, then Pennsylvania is getting over a dollar. Mm. You know, they could bump that down a little bit, you know, but that, nobody ever, that's and never an option. Forget, Joe Biden's administration created this purposefully by design. They shut down the Keystone pipeline to purposefully give our demand to our enemies. So we and, blame, and, and now I'm blaming the beef. They're blaming, <laughs> they're blaming the farmers. They're blaming the beef people. Oh, yeah. And that's for, another, yeah, that's another part trying to get us off of meat. That's yes. all. That's all environmental green new deal stuff and electric and cars. Trying it and so and, and, and electric cars. Green. I mean, I the, feel like we're we're constantly scoops. It's like, the scoops. The we're scoops. just constantly circling these dystopian novels. It's playing out in real life. Had we known that it was fortune telling, man. How many times? Now, for the for those that watched the Super Bowl, how many commercials did you see with electric cars? A lot. A lot of commercials had electric cars. It, it, if it wasn't crypto, it was electric cars. <laughs> you know, it's like, ain't nobody got a hundred and twenty thousand dollars for no electric car. And, and, and if you are an electric car in the Northeast, you still need fossil fuels. So there you go. There <laughs> you go. Fossil fuels to charge the batteries in electric cars. That's, That's all that ridiculous. was my point. Yeah, yeah. you're still yeah. using fossil fuels. Yeah, it takes more than a gallon of diesel to make a, a gallon of biodiesel. Um, the hypocrisy abounds and it costs us more and more money and it does nothing for our economy. It only cripples the lower middle class and the poor class. And what, they want to do, what they want to do is they want to do a couple things. They want to get rid of cars because that's your freedom. Mm-hmm. Your car is your freedom. Mm-hmm. They want to get rid of that, make it all mass transportation and move everybody into the urban centers. Ride a bike. Hey, if they could have it their way, they'd put you in little pods and you would just live in the metaverse from now on. They really want the Matrix. That's what they want. They'll pump their vegan stuff in your belly and you'll just live fat off the virtual land. Live live thin. Stack them and pack them, baby. Stack them and pack them. I got a call one night. A woman said to me, obviously not of the same persuasion as I was politically, called me and said, there's a dead dog on my lawn. And I said, yes, ma'am. I said, have you called the county? He said, yes, they're not here. And I said, well, I'll get them in the morning. She said, I want it removed now. I pay your salary. So I went over. I picked it up. She said, I want it out of my front yard. I put it on her doorstep. Just like a Democrat. Moron. You think that's, um, not not y'all, but... They think that's funny. Oh, so he put the dead dog on. 
And for him, it probably was a lie because you know when he gets like that and he starts going into a story, is it, it's usually a lie. But um, yeah, I, he, he, you've all seen him in the bar room. He yeah. has plenty of anecdotes of when he's been a bully to people he's supposed to respect. That's the moral of this story, and almost every single story he tells, if it is cohesive enough for you to understand it. Dog and, face and pony roaches. Soldier. Dog face pony soldier. That was kind of yeah. Funny. That was funny. That, <laughs> I was like, who? Where, where'd you get that, Joe? I know. But, I know. I said dude, that's a new thing. one, man. I've, I've been around a while. That was that's a new one, man. Your lion face dog pony soldier. I was like, what? I know. Mini how is this not concerning Americans, though, that Joe Biden's stories every single time is a situation where he abused his power and bullied the people he was supposed to be serving? Every single time he tells a story like this. If it's not bald-faced, racist, misogynistic, <laughs> or making fun of, of women or smelling children, it's how oh. he bullied people. Oh, my God. He sure did say that. Son of a bitch. He did fire. And... and, <laughs> and <laughs> Angel's right about that bully because that's what he did with the uh, Ukraine people. Like, fire the guy. We'll give, we'll give you what you want. If not, I'm getting on a plane in about six hours. Son of a bitch. Yeah, and fire. you won't get this money from Barack Obama that was allocated yeah. to you. Yep. We're going to quid pro quo this, and that's it right. will turn around and be used against Trump for some reason. Yeah, yeah that's what We are said. engaged with uh, a range of Democrats and Republicans, and certainly uh, we are hopeful that we will be able to sign this. Um, I would note, though, that I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong here, that one of Senator Blackburn's primary concerns is about uh, a relation to the set to the funding of crack pipes is this correct which is not an issue so this is a this is an issue that what what is happening here is that's potential to hold up funding the government and important programs around an issue that is not an issue because we've been very clear that we are not providing funding for crack pipes <laughs> this is an embarrassment this whole freaking administration is an embarrassment hey hey i don't understand why a ginger would choose to wear that <laughs> <laughs> why like stick with jewel tones sweetie stick with jewel tones like why are you wearing like that? i got another one i got the another president one. said he wants to use all tools to keep gas prices down is it is he looking at temporary things to keep gas prices down should there be a russian invasion or is there any consideration to reversing some of the policies and going back to increasing u.s energy independence uh i don't have anything to uh, detail for you including in terms of what he is considering yeah, I bet you don't. See, that's what happens when you don't have a plan. See, Jen, Jen, Jen is supposed to get out there, and she's supposed to be the voice of Joe Biden. And calm the masses. And you get out there, and you start sounding like him. You, you I mean, there's, there's, there's a little bit. Well, there's going to be a whole lot of confusion going on. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, a lot of confusion with this woman. Go ahead. Thank you very much, Jen. Uh, one question on Asian Americans and one question on Ukraine. On Asian Americans, actually, the uh, Team USA gold medal winner, Koi uh, Kim, revealed as an Asian American, according to AP, quote, she was tormented online daily. She said she was consumed by the fear that her parents could be killed whenever she heard the news about another brutal assault on an Asian person, unquote. Actually, under uh, President Biden's watch in 2021, the anti-Asian hate crimes increased by 339%. Uh, it seems we don't see much action taken by the White House. And even in a press briefing, uh, the very last time you mentioned about Asian Americans was last May. So will the president take uh, some action or even just record a video like what he did last year to raise the awareness. Well, well, let me say first that um, Chloe Kim, I'm obsessed with the Olympics, so I'm just going to give you a little biography here, but um, she's 21 years old and she made those comments, which is incredibly courageous and brave that she spoke out about the fear she had, the fear she has for her family members. And she's not the only Asian American to do that, but she is somebody who is now a double gold medalist. Uh, amazing. Um, and so I just want to take a moment to applaud her for her courage in doing that. 
I will say that the president um, has uh, put in place uh, a task force. He has hired a senior level staffer to be a, a representative and be someone who can speak to these threats and these concerns and these fears felt by the Asian American community uh, because there's a number of steps we need to take and continue to take to address. And we've seen this rise, unfortunately, because of uh, hate-filled rhetoric and language around the, um, the origins of the pandemic. Um, and that is something that Asian Americans across the country have been feeling. So I can just reiterate for you that the president is absolutely committed to continuing to speak. Um, uh, <laughs> that didn't answer your no. question. You know, the, the whole idea of using the word Asia, Asia <laughs> yeah. as a demographic is so wrong. Yeah, and, it is. To anybody yeah. who knows the English language, I mean, I can't what if you're an Iranian and they're talking about Asian Americans? Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's just uh, Asia's a continent. 300% under Biden. Yeah. Yeah. And but, that's kind of, I think, what what uh, Angel was getting at with that Chinese lady that got murdered, that got knifed so many times because there mm -hmm. was that sentiment. I, I don't know whether it's true or not, but it looked like there was a bunch of incidents that happened in with Chinese women. And men in New York City and in San Francisco, I saw some. L.A., I saw some. Mm. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, yeah, I, ain't, I, mean, I don't believe a word they say. I just, yeah, I don't either. I don't can't, man. You can't. Yeah. You know. But in in saying that, and before we go, ladies and gentlemen, Truth Social is coming. Truth Social. I got on there yesterday. I got on there last night. As a matter of fact. Um. I like the way it looks. The the beta the 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 beta is up right now. So uh they're they're letting they're letting a couple people on to um uh, to join in to to see how it looks and stuff. But yeah, um true true social is up. I I think it's thing is cool. I guess um I guess you can make a couple of changes to it, but you know, I hope they have really. something like tweet that was. I like tweet. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I hope, I hope that too. Um, as a matter of fact, I will mention that too. Um, to me, that's the, that's the downfall of all the other ones. Twitter. Yeah. 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 You're right. Last thoughts, my man. Last thoughts. Um, I, I'm watching Canada, like I said, uh, just to see, uh, you know, how that transpires. I think, uh, like Angel said, I think that's a, a it's an international story. I don't, I don't think it's just uh, just pertains to Canada. I think everybody's watching this. I think everybody you're starting to see people talk about this great reset. I mean, all over the place. Uh, maybe it's our uh, our time to start winning a few. Yeah, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, you've been watching the Wayne Dupree show along with Hutch Bailey Jr. and Angel Fleming. Tomorrow is our last day for the week. But we just want to let you know that we love doing this. We love uh, being in front of you. Love laughing with you. We don't like making you mad, but God darn, I mean, hell, if we're mad, no, no, I'm kidding. Um, don't forget too. Before before we go, I told you, I told you about uppercut tactical. Okay. <laughs> this, <laughs> Had to. Uppercut Tactical, get over there. 10% 10 10 off. Just use the code name. Actually, you can use the code name Wayne or you can use the code name Dupree. Either one, but 10% uh, off on your purchase. Okay, your product purchase. They, they, they just got these in. These are nice. You can, like I said, you can gut a fish. Yeah, well, gut a fish. You can take off the scales of the fish and stuff and everything. But no, this this is a this is a one in a lifetime type of deal right here. This it's really nice. It's sturdy. It's strong. You know, it's nice. So make make sure that you get over there. Hutch, my man. All right. It's been great seeing you again. I'm going to see you tomorrow. You going to the cabin tomorrow? No. Okay. Taking, right. a, taking a weekend off. Okay. All right. All right, y'all. Y'all have a great time. Thank you. Oh, one, one more thing. We are, we will not be, uh, if you're watching on Facebook and you're watching on Twitter, we will not be broadcasting on those platforms starting March first. We're gonna let you know. You can go to you can go to you can go to Truth Social whenever that gets going. 
You can go to Getter. You can go to Rumble. You can go to Cloud Hub. You can go to um, uh, D Live. But we will not be because Facebook and Twitter has decided for the last five six years that they want to diminish our reach because they don't agree with what we say. But that's fine. Now we have the power to go any place else that we want to go. That's what we're going to do. Got- You've been listening to the award-winning Wayne Dupree podcast. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. We broadcast every Monday through Thursday from noon till one. You can download the podcast on most podcast platforms. And be sure to visit WayneDupree.com to stay up on breaking news, politics, and opinions you can trust. Thanks for listening. See you next time.